This is one for the people who believe in Jesus, those who are curious about astrological alignments of significant world figures, and those who would like to hear some good news. Today, my friends, in this installment of Crow Medicine, I am going to walk you through an exciting set of alignments I found as part of my caretaking duties. Turns out our pal Jesus, he burned a path out of hell for us, and guess what? The planets of right now highlight it. So, get some water, get a smudge. Come on in. This is a powerful Crow Medicine broadcast. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back. It is me, your host, Katie Andy Crow, and I am so happy to have you here today and also very excited to be talking about the significance of our cosmic alignment in light of the teachings of perhaps one of my two favorite teachers, and that is Jesus. And so I'm not going to be going specifically Bible <laughs> teachings today, but what I am going to be doing is talking about kind of what Jesus represented and the ways that what Jesus represented and kind of are happening right now and how this powerful teacher created a path through it. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about in astrology, right, is that when the planets come into play, they represent part of our story. And so that's how the tones of the archetypes are brought up for healing. So if you're a fan of my podcast and are here every month, you know that we talk about right now we're in the harmonization process of our solar system. And what that means is that we are moving through some of the core wounds that occurred on this planet in our solar system. And part of doing that is healing them so that we are able to shift our vibrational relationship to the archetypes, to one another, and as a whole, as an energy system, solar system thing. And so part of that transition process means that we are going to be going through some of the great stories, some of the great alignments, some of the great things that have happened on this planet, and also some of the things that are not so great, and revisiting them, taking and 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 learning the lessons that we are meant to learn, and also, of course, tying up any loose ends. And so for people who are Christian or not, people who just know the story of Jesus, a lot of us um, have been recognizing that the last couple of years <laughs> have been pretty intense. And so the reason that I wanted to come forward with these set of kind of unusual calculations is that, you know, I'm a huge fan of Jesus. I don't talk about it in this podcast. I think this is the first time I've ever mentioned his name in this podcast. And also Mary Magdalene. Uh, I've made a lot of personal pilgrimages to the Magdalene and to the venerated sites over the course of my life. I was raised in a Roman Catholic household. Although I don't go to church per se, um, as as a priest leads it anymore, I have had a lot of positive relationships with priests in my life and also with nuns. And I have a great deal of respect for the teachings um, of Jesus and also the keepers of that. And so the reason why I kind of stay quiet about all of this is because, you know, I'm talking about astrology. And it's not my job to indoctrinate anyone or to, to direct people how to how to believe about spirituality, my beliefs are my beliefs and your beliefs are your beliefs. The reason that I approach energy management and skills development the way that I do is because this is all about when I come to these things, when I come to spiritual matters, when I come to the soul, I, my whole thing is about encouraging you to get to know yourself and encouraging you to get to hear yourself so that you know how to help yourself as you move through your life. And so when I relate to astrology and the planets, it's often that way. There are times in life and astrology and the story 
that merit a conversation about some of the other stuff, some of the more personal and private stuff. And so, you know, some of these things that I'm talking to you about today are things I think about just about every single day <laughs> and that I've lived. Um, so I've put a lot of I've put a lot of love into this and I really hope that that translates as I talk about this. I just want to be very clear that I'm going to be speaking in a lot of respect, but that I also ask the questions. And so as we're going to go through this podcast, some of the form that it's going to take is first, I'm going to talk about this path through hell that Jesus created and how I think it's represented right now in the current planetary alignments that we're experiencing. If you are a fan of my other, my astrology podcast, you know that I con I called this month, April, solar powered prison break. And I said that it was going to continue into May. When I said that, I wasn't aware of the calculations that I'm about to tell you. <laughs> and so I I just want you to relate, uh, relate what you learned in the last podcast to what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to relate that all together. After we talk about these significant calculations that represent key moments in the life and birth and transition of Jesus and how they're coming up symbolically right now at Easter in alignment with these other planetary things that are happening, I'm going to move into a bit of a conversation about how we are healing the archetype and how things like bringing up the abuse and holding accountability that has happened within the church as part of healing, you know, some of the wrongdoings that were done in the name of Jesus. And also, more importantly, well, the, actually, sorry, I don't mean more importantly, also importantly, we're going to be talking about how this moment, I think, really represents a powerful opportunity for us to be and finish and live honestly in alignment with the message and the journey, which is that we are divine. We all have that spark inside of us. For me, the way that I relate to it in my teachings is I call it connecting to source. Source is that spark that Jesus, to me, represented. And I think that Uranus coming into conjunction on May 5th in particular, but also this is something that's going to be going on for the rest of our lives. It's up to us to choose to connect to that part of ourselves. It's up to us to make the choice to release the limitations of the beliefs that we are less than that and that we are somehow damned or that we are somehow never going to be able to be happy while we're here on earth. To me, and the reason why Jesus is one of my favorite teachers is that he represented that we can live that here and now and his life was a path through that. And I also believe that as we're shifting into this higher harmonic, Jesus's teachings in a lot of ways are more relevant now than they ever have been. And so that doesn't necessarily mean as they're taught by the Bible, it means as they're led by the heart. And I don't, you know, although I do read the Bible on a pretty regular basis and view it as a very powerful text, I also recognize what was done in the name of power and control. And so I know a lot of people have been asking questions about this stuff. So I am going to do my very best to cover over some of the groundwork of the key transition points that we are having in relation to that astrology of Jesus. I'm going to talk about how we've been having some systemic shifting. And that also relates to how the papal apology that was just issued to the Assembly of First Nations in the Vatican, that is a significant moment. And then I'm also going to talk about, you know, like the positive things that we have to move forward with and how this is a very good thing. If you are a reader, I wrote all of this down in extensive detail in a 10-page article. And yes, it had to be 10 pages. <laughs> and I have linked that article in the about section. So you can go ahead and pull that article out if you would like to work with it as a guide as you are listening to this podcast and or you can refer to it later. Thank you so much for being here. So how did I get to this? To be honest, it was completely by surprise. 
One of the things that I like to do uh, as part of being an astrologer and a caretaker is fusing those activities together. And so whenever certain themes come up for play in the human collective, which the, the whole Jesus thing did, of course, because it's Easter, part of what I was doing was seeing, you know, what lesson is there in the teachings of Jesus for me today and or what is coming up in and around this energy spectrum? Why am I paying attention to it? And so one of the things that I do and that I teach people how to do is it's called intuitive research. And so you just follow your curiosity because your curiosity is your soul spark and your soul spark, when you ask an honest question from your heart, will pretty much always bring you to the answer. And it's just up to us to being able to figure out how to listen to that and how to stop blocking ourselves from achieving it. And so lo and behold, I'm doing a little bit of intuitive research and I come up upon an article. And oh, what is the name of the person who did it? Um, it's a professor called Nick Strobel. And so this article by Professor Nick Strobel is about the star of Bethlehem. And what he's doing is he's just doing an astronomical calculation of what would have been going on in the sky around the time of Jesus's birth. And so that was very interesting to me. And so I thought, okay, let's just take, let's take a look and read at what he was saying was going on at the time. According to Strobel, and I'll just read a little bit of a quote, there were two astronomical events involving conjunctions of planets around the time of Jesus' birth. The triple conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in Pisces in 7 BCE and the near conjunction of Mars, Jupiter and Saturn in Pisces in February 6 BCE. Adding to the significance was that the triple conjunction in Pisces happened about once every 900 years. And so dot, dot, dot. The close grouping of Mars, Jupiter and Saturn to within eight degrees of each other in Pisces occurs only once every 800 years. Though Jupiter and Saturn never got close enough to be considered a single object, the word star had a different meaning to the wise men back then as it does for us today, and their definition could have included a planetary conjunction. So, end quote. This is interesting. So calculations-wise, whenever I say I'm going to talk about the astrology of Jesus, any person who does normal astrology is going to say, okay, so she's going to present a birth chart here. I am not going to present a birth chart. <laughs> and the reason why is because the message for me that I would like to deliver right now has to do with the planetary alignments and the archetypes. Because one of the things that I highlight is how we relate to the archetypes and how the planets are great teachers and how they carry messages within them and also have the ability to highlight things within our human collective. And so right now, what I think is important to bring forward is that we are having some of the almost same planetary alignments, many of them, all of them, that were occurring at the time of the birth of Jesus within the first couple of years. And so although normal astrology would say, okay, we're going to look at this birth chart and we're going to show that we could do that too, because there are similarities and maybe we'll do that for another episode for this particular episode. We're going to talk about conjunctions because that is my thing. So why is this significant? I'll read through a number of points that have occurred that are related to that. Just a jogger memory. So number one, we just had a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn that we called the Great Conjunction on December 21st, 2020. You hear me talking about this conjunction constantly. <laughs> and the reason why is because it represented a significant deep dive for humanity in which we had our soul spark, the inner light of the universe, which to me is really what Jesus represented as a teacher, reignited. And for some people, they felt like this was coming home. For other people, it was a jolt. Whatever it was, it happened. It was a significant moment in our universe. So this conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn 
just going back to the quote that I just read you, is something that happened around the time of Jesus' birth. It happened around the spark. So even if you don't necessarily believe in Jesus and all of when he was born, was it December? Was it February? Was it March-ish? It was around there. I think it was probably the end of February, early March. But what we can say is the planetary teachers and the planetary potential similarly was there. So one of the other things that happened with us that I'm going to come back to later on in the article is that this whole last year for people who are in the Christian and Catholic faith, a lot of us, people who have been connected to all of that, we've seen the occurrences from December 21st, 2020 till like now. And a lot of people will say things like apocalypse, the rapture, being very acutely aware, made aware of the beast or what you represent as the beast in everyday life. This is part of the Saturn Square Uranus journey that I talk about. You can read my article to hear more about that. Point two, we just had a conjunction of Saturn and Mars on April 4th, 2022. So at this current moment, Easter, which is symbolic for the transition of the death of Jesus into, you know, he did it as ascension thing. Um, The three are at this current moment, Easter, the three planets, Saturn, Mars, and Jupiter, are currently pretty close together in the sky. And they are traveling near-ish each other. From the way that I connect to their energy potential based on how I read the universe and the archetypes and everything that's coming forward, these are the planets that were basically communicating to me to get me to this point that I would even read this article and or with my soul. And so that and some other secret... (laughs) calculations that I'm not able to say yet because there's some bad people who may hear this who would use them against us. Um, Maybe I'll come back and write them another time. Make me feel very confident that the way that the planets are, Saturn, Mars, and Jupiter, they have that sparking potential that they did at the time of the birth. So right now, I'm also saying that this is Easter. All of these conjunctions are lining up on Easter, right? So as we know it, Easter, like I was saying, was the time of the conjunction. So this is where we start talking about the gospel for a minute. So the gospel of Nicodemus, which I didn't actually make it into the Bible. And, you know, it has some questionable parts to it. But the gospel of Nicodemus tells the story of where Jesus goes into hell. And this is, I'm, I'm disappointed that it doesn't get talked about more. But my favorite priest, he talked about it. So thank you to him for that. This is the time when Jesus went to hell and exploded it. And why did he do that? So that he could shatter the illusion of the beast for all of the people on earth. It wasn't just for believers in him. It was for everybody. And that was his like thing that he did with his death. And so, you know, was it us working out the illusion of the beast the last 2000 years with it being most specifically obvious in the last few? To some people, that's how they're going to interpret it. (laughs) You know what I mean? But one way or the other, I think this is significant because the way that I recognize this moment, this journey, Easter, it's the moment that Jesus created the path out of pain and hardship. And that's something that I like to highlight. Number three. (laughs) So that's metaphorical and metaphysically. Number four, sorry, this is where we start getting even more exciting. As you know, from my other podcasts, I'm constantly going on right now about the solar powered prison break thing. So that's Saturn square Uranus, which I already bought up. That's the Neptune conjunctions very specifically. And we're talking about right now moving into new cycle of Jupiter and Uranus. So right now, and in the last couple of years, ever since December 21st, 2020, we have been having a very necessary dredging of some of the worst parts of what got done in the name of Jesus, but not actually because Jesus wanted it done. We're going to talk about that in a harder harmonic section later on. Point number five. Uh, Well, actually, I will finish saying when the hard stuff comes up, it's a good sign because it means that we're healing and we're moving on. Next, number five. And this was the one that really encouraged me. As I was going through this, I was like, are you crazy? (laughs) 
I'm not crazy. Well, actually, maybe I am. But this is this is real. We had an X flare on April 17th, which was the day celebrated as the symbolic of resurrection of Christ this year, Easter Sunday. So you know that I view um, X flares as cosmic checkpoints, especially when they're happening on other significant alignments. So all of these things together, we're still talking about the reasons I view this as significant. And point number six, and this is the last one that I'm going to bring up for now. In the early years in the life of Jesus, there was a Venus and Jupiter conjunction that occurred, um, and they were very close to one another. And though I do not I'm not going to go too, too far into it right now. What I do want to say is that right now we have another um, one of those coming up in Pisces on April 30th. And so interestingly, right, we just had the Jupiter-Saturn alignment in Pisces. So that was happening when Jesus was born. We just had the, the Venus and Jupiter thing coming up. Um, that that was happening when Jesus was born. We have had the symbolic um, lineup of the planets pretty much almost the same as when Jesus was born. And we're also having it at a time where Uranus is coming into full prominence. That would be May 5th. Uranus, if you want to ask my opinion, I maybe do because you're here, represents that universal soul spark. And I think Jesus has a lot of Uranus energy. So I kind of represent May 5th as an exciting moment for that. From an astrological and healing template and perspective, I just listed off a lot of factors. And like I said, I wrote this in an article. You can read the article and there's more justification for every factor there. I didn't want this to be like a 75 minute podcast. So we're going with it. I take notice of this as a powerful moment. And this is not just for people who believe in Jesus, but, or who believe in these teachings and occurrences as symbolic or literal. It, it's when all of these alignments come together along with the time where Jesus was exploding from hell and resurrection was happening simultaneously. We have to kind of think about what this means for us. We have to kind of think about what this means for humanity. So for me, whether you believe in Jesus in the Bible or not, you know, we have to admit that this is rich information. So, you know, a lot of people view these last few years as being a journey through hell, right? And and I, I don't use that language, but that's just a personal choice. If we want to take it within that framework, harder harmonic, the lower vibration, the prison, it all represents the ways that we place limitations on ourselves. And it all represents the ways that we fall prey to some of the stuff that Jesus's message was all about. Like one of the things that I think is very important when we talk about the birth and the life of Jesus is that he came on the scene when stuff was not nice. You know, I, I'm, I don't talk about this often to the public, but I will just this one time because I think it's relevant here. There was a lot of human sacrifice that was going on on planet Earth in relation to the veneration of God or who people were being led to believe was a God or who people worship as a God. And that wasn't good. That was weighing down on the planet. That was weighing down on people. And it was hurting the souls that were being involved in that on a number of different levels. This is the kind of thing that I work on in my private life. <laughs> and sometimes when I disappear for months on a time, it's related to things like this. So this is a topic that I know very well. If you would like to find further evidence about what I'm talking about, all you have to do is go look at any historical text and classical text from that particular time. It's well recorded and it's not a myth. And when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus was a cosmic gift from the universe to this planet. One of the great teachers who was supposed to inspire us to find our way to get through and live through this to free ourselves from the thing that was taking hold of the planet and the representation of Whatever it was, some people in this faith call it the beast. And when Jesus lived, Jesus provided many opportunities for people to experience the miracle that was the teachings 
And I believe my own personal heart-based relationship with Jesus and the teachings is that Jesus meant to teach all of us that what was in him was in all of us, you know, and that we had the ability to be him and we're like him, you know, and, and to exonerate those qualities and those virtues by things like living a high vibrational life, by doing things like being kind to one another and taking care of the earth, you know, by doing things like recognizing our neighbor, all the things, well, not, not all of the things, but some of these teachings, you know, persist today. And I'm very grateful for him as a person and for what his life meant. And I think for us to bring forward what it really means today, we saw what happened in the last few years. And we've seen a lot of hard stuff go on. We have seen the ripple of, like I said, what a lot of people recognize as the beast. And when, you know, I'll be honest, as a caretaker, I don't characterize it as that, but it's been not good. And exactly the same things that Jesus was teaching us about are the things that we have been working to release a hold of from the planet. And so there's a lot of people out there who might come to this podcast who have felt like there was truth to that. And, you know, you can put a number of different ways. Perception perception is everything. Within the context of these beliefs, we just had the moment. And this astrological alignment series is a very good indication of the path out of it. And, you know, one of the things that I think is really important and the reason I brought it forward now is that it's up to us to make the most of these moments. You know, we've had all these Neptune alignments. We have more coming up. We have Saturn and Mars. We have... we have some moments of visibility that are going to come in our lives that are not going to be pretty where we might have to see things inside of ourselves that we have been doing, where we have been letting ourselves down, where we have been letting others down, or maybe where we have been seduced by the beast. And it's up to us to let go of that. And, you know, I know that right now, the way that people get is like a lot of guilt. Well, I can't do this. I can't change. And the thing is, is that for me as a teacher, and when I think about the life of Jesus, I think about what he was trying to do. And I also think about the moment of his death and and when he was dying and, and when it was all going down, there was all of these people around him, you know, and, and they had all seen and done. And very few of those people actually did the right thing at the time. And very few of those people stood for him and he died because people didn't want to stand up and say, yes, this is real. And yes, this is true. And yes, this is him. You know, the world was given a savior. And I think a lot of people carry around internal guilt we weren't all there for that. There's no possible way that every single one of us was there for that moment, okay? In my opinion, when we don't show up for ourselves, when we don't, when we allow ourselves to carry around these things that we're very able to change and when we wait abuse on other people or we just let other people who are spiritually strong or strong in our workplace or strong in our team carry our weight for us, in a lot of ways, we're reproducing that. And if I could say as a spiritual teacher, there's one thing that I've seen happen over and over again with people is that, is that they kind of forget the greatness of themselves. They kind of forget that if they just look inside of their heart and be what their heart is, and that if they just kind of understand that that is the truth and, and, and that the things that are telling them that they can't change or that this world is terrible or that they're never going to be capable of whatever their dreams are. That in itself kind of in my way represents that energy, that lower vibrational harmonic, that thing that some people call the beast. And so too does that tendency to lash out at people, especially ones that are telling you the truth about things that you need to hear. 
these are things that we can, as people here on Earth, practically change and adjust in our day-to-day lives. These are not all things that are far away metaphysical ideas or a story that happened a couple thousand years ago. One of the things that I enjoy and why I brought this forward now is that the teachings of Jesus are just as powerful as they were then. And in particular, for people who are astrology nerds like me, the fact that the planets are lining up of the birth and a lot of the key universal planetary harmonic principles that were present there are present now. In alignment with the fact that we have the Uranus solar conjunction coming up in the middle of this Venus and Pluto thing, this to me in every single way screams this is this is a moment and it's up to us how much we make of it now in the course of moving through the last few years in particular since december 20th 21st 2020 that that key date we have been moving also some big picture wounding that exists And a lot of that that I'm going to bring forward right now has to do with some of the systemic abuse and systemic practices that were done that became atrocities uh, that are now being shored up and finally accountability is being taken, which is a very important part in shifting the energy signature of all of this off of the human collective. And so I'm going to issue a trigger warning for this segment. I'm going to talk about residential school. I'm going to talk about the mass graves, and I'm going to talk about sexual assault of that has been happening in pedophilia. Just, I'm not going to go far, far into any of those stories. I'm going to bring these up as key points of things that you just can't really ignore when you're talking about healing the archetype of what has been done and or when we're talking about the prison break, because these are more justifications and in, in my view, evidence and support to say that, yes, we are, in fact, at a very key moment in human history where we are, in fact, shifting the epoch. We are, in fact, shifting the harmonic and all of the things that are coming up that look really hard and or that are having us ask questions are important. Asking questions about your faith is is healthy. And when you see or hear things that were done as a result of it that you don't agree with, part of, you know, if we go back to this whole thing, right, the wounding of Jesus, one of the core wounds of Jesus was that the people who knew what he was couldn't even stand up for him enough at the time of his death. He came to save the earth. And then the people around him, like, let him hold the bag and then die for it. Like, that's whack. You can't, there's no way that we can get around that. But in a lot of ways, we kind of reproduce that stuff in our lives. And so, you know, sometimes we turn the other cheek when we see abuse being done. Sometimes we turn the other cheek or or, or just say, you know, I'm not going to step forward and say that this is happening. And big picture systemic stuff, when we see how it plays out and when we are able to learn the lessons like we are right now, what this does is it helps us get into this space where we take on board, to me, what are also some of the big picture lessons of the teachings of Jesus? What are some of the big picture lessons of the teachings of a religion? And what are some of the things that we need to think about as people and how we organize and how we're going to work together and part of our healing process of moving on? So I feel awkward talking about it because it's so ugly and I know that people don't like to hear this stuff. But, you know, for me on a spiritual level and when I think about the archetypes and the healing, the things that I'm most excited about right now is that Well, not excited. I can't say I'm excited. But this year, people who are Canadian are very familiar, I would hope, with the Truth and Reconciliation Committee and this idea of what happened during colonialism and what happened during what we call residential schooling. 
I will give a short rundown for people who are not from Canada. You can check this article that I have written because I have more details and resources there. I think that it's important for people to speak for themselves. So I always refer to the First Nations writing. Um, and I'm going to just say that they can speak for themselves better than I can speak for them. But I also want to bring forward the story. During the last epoch, one of the worst things that was done in the name of Jesus was this genocide that is related to what happened to the First Nations people. I'm going to speak about it in the Canadian context. And so within the Canadian context, very recently we had this thing called residential schools. And residential schools were, in short, a place where children were forced to go, taken away from their family, and they were educated on what was viewed by the government and the church as proper education and proper religion. So this was a government-church combination thing. One of the terrible parts that occurred during all of that and as a result of that and and here's where we you know at the hands of the church is that a lot of kids were sexually abused and assaulted and killed and disappeared during the course of all of that and that was really brought up by the truth and reconciliation committee quite a number of years ago something we've been talking about in canadian discourse for quite some time however it's also something that is met with a lot of resistance in public because it makes people feel uncomfortable and for other reasons you know there wasn't a lot of what people would call evidence I think there was a lot of evidence, qualitative evidence counts to me, but some people wanted physical evidence. So over the course of this year, uh, horrifically, 1,300 plus unmarked graves of people not necessarily buried as you would perhaps properly bury them all in the Roman Catholic or Catholic tradition. Uh, that's to be seen really how they all died, but 1,300 plus unmarked graves have been found around residential schools that are spread throughout Canada. And that's not a good thing. This is where caretaking, I can give you a little bit of an insight onto the weight of this as a caretaker. And this is in no way me trying to take the stories away because these are other people's stories. But, you know, one of the things that I do is when souls are trapped, when atrocities happen, I know where it happened. And the reason why I know even things that aren't really written about in the public is that the souls or the land call me there and ask for my help. And that's just what it is. That's part of what is being a caretaker for me. Some of the places where these unmarked graves were found, I have personally been years ago. And the horror that I experienced in those in, in those places uh, says a lot for what was probably going on there. I'm not going to go any further into that because I don't want to scare the pants off of people. But I will say that for me to call it horrific, it's got to be horrific. And I I believe that it's going to be very important for this reconciliation process to continue to go on and for justice to be served for archaeologists and forensic anthropologists to help do things like identify what was happening to those children at the time. And I think it's going to really help pull forward the story. Now, I wanted to talk about this today for a number of reasons. First and foremost, because it has to be told. And a lot of people just skirt around the story because it's uncomfortable. And that's just not how I roll. That's not crow medicine. Crow medicine is about the truth. Um, thing number two, it's because a lot of people who are Canadians, who are Christians, are asking questions about this. How can I believe in a religion that had anything to do with this? And what I'm going to tell you this is right now. Jesus never asked for this to be done, and this is not the work of Jesus, and it's not the word of Jesus. This is what people who were power-hungry and control-hungry did in the name of Jesus, using Jesus' good name and teachings as a justification for it. Were there probably some good-hearted missionaries and colonialists? Absolutely. And I would be a crap person to say otherwise. However, this is what happens when we say things like benevolence. And, you know, when we talk about big picture healing, 
you know, this is important for the land. This is important for the souls who got up in it. This is important for all of the people whose families were hurt. But this is also very, and, and, and the archetype, very important for the archetype. On a lessons perspective, this is something that everybody who has been horrified by this, I think, would be doing well to take on board. Not in terms of take on board, this is your fault that this happened, but to take on board that this is what happens when power goes unchecked. And this is what happens when we just, you know, don't ask questions. And maybe a lot of people came up into other similar situations this year where they had to think about these things. I just wanted to bring those that point forward because to me, when Saturn square Uranus, so the, a lot of the bodies started being found in the middle of the Saturn square Uranus um, movement. And, and that was really good. So point number two that I want to bring this to, because all of this happened, we have finally had some movement with the Pope. The, there was a delegation that was sent to the Vatican. They went to the Vatican. The Assembly of First Nations sent a delegation of 13 people to the Vatican. This It was March 28th to April 1st, 2022. On a symbolic level, I want to tell you, these people who are representatives of everything that happened, like these are people that were selected by their communities as representatives to come from the various territories and provinces of Canada to the Vatican. So they came and they drummed and they did ceremonial gift exchange, which was very important on a number of levels. They received an apology from the Pope on behalf of all of their people. And why did the Pope apologize? Because finally the church is taking accountability for what happened. And the church is starting, is saying, okay, we did have a role in this. We did have a responsibility here and now we're going to try to make it right. And, you know, the, according to the Truth and Reconciliation Committee suggestions, recommendations, I believe that is Truth and Reconciliation number 58. And so this is important not only to the terms that were set out by the First Nations persons who are adjudicating and evaluating this healing process and the moving forward process as a spiritual level on a, as a Christian. It's important as a Catholic that the Pope did that. That's a big deal. And that shifts a lot of energy on the archetype. And I'm, I'm you know, I'll be interested to see what happens next. Now, the third point is something that maybe will be related to um, some of the other listeners, and that is that, you know, we've also had this huge mass reporting, and finally, these these inquiries, these private inquiries are coming forward that are verifying what has happened to a lot of people who were believers, which is um, yucky old sexual assault and pedophilia, because priests and other gatekeepers and people put in power probably got infected by the beast and started acting it out and or we're just d disgusting gross people it really depends on how you want to frame it but we can all frame that people who do that stuff to people especially people in power who use that power to abuse and control other people are just awful and that weighed down on the archetypes a lot too and it really um a lot of people have been hurt and so you know one of the great moments and things about visibility is that it also like i was saying it offers us lessons <sighs> It also helps us figure out how to move on because, you know, one of the things that happens when you are in a cycle of trying to be validated for what happened to you is that sometimes you get stuck and a lot of people, just because passing of the buck of responsibility was happening, passing of the buck, well, I wasn't there, it wasn't me. Look, symbolically, this stuff had to happen, this stuff has to happen. And I don't think that it means that we shouldn't believe in Jesus. In fact, I think that it means that probably as we 
put a no stance on this stuff in churches and organizations. And as we do not allow our beliefs to be used as a tool or a weapon as of suppression for someone else, because like ultimately that's what's uncomfortable, right? Our religion was used as a tool of suppression and repression for a group of people, and that's not cool. And another thing that happened that's really uncomfortable is that a whole lot of people got assaulted and abused by people who were gatekeepers of this religion. And that is also very uncool. And, you know, if you want to ask me about some of the biggest, the third one would just be the fact that they wrote women completely out of it. I'll talk about that and a whole other one. These are two of the biggest core wounds that have been done on Christianity, Catholicism, the teachings of Jesus, however you want to say it. These are the ones. And I personally am very grateful that they are coming up. So let's get back to where we started. And that is with being excited and with being encouraged that we are having a unique set of astrological alignments that are, interestingly, quite similar to some of the key experiences that would have been happening in the sky around the time of the birth and early life of Jesus, and that they're coinciding with this crossover moment of Easter, as it represents symbolically, and we're having it right now. It was the 17th. Today's April 18th, 2022. The reason why I just really felt like this was an important one to bring today is that Maybe not all of you are going to be as excited as I was about this. The way that we bring meaning to our lives is is one of those things that's variable. And it's one of those things that's part of the joy of being here. For me as a person, Jesus as a teacher represents a lot of the things that I know to exist and see people struggling with on a, on a regular basis. And so you can use any number of languages for that. I sometimes use the word hard or harmonic. But really, those limitations, that voice inside of your head that tells you you're not good enough, you know, that behavior that you keep doing that is just killing yourself and the people around you, your inability to do something different, even though you know what you're not doing is hurting other people. You know, these are all representations of the prison, which is the language I more often use. But if you are a person who believes within this framework, you know, you can always ask yourself, is this a representation of the beast? Is this a representation of the veil of illusion that keeps me stuck in this reality where I don't see myself for who I truly am? My whole thing that I teach about and the whole reason I, you know, the whole reason I do really what I do for the public is that I believe each of us is special. I believe each of us is sacred. I believe each of us is connected to that little spark of the universe that Jesus represents. I believe that some things happen to the archetype of our people. And that's all people, not just one group of people, all people. And that right now we are healing those wounds. So just as I speak about this in the context of Jesus and in relation to the Roman Catholic faith, which is what I grew up in, and or maybe some of the other variations, I want to just say that I would imagine that these same questions over the next few years and these same issues are going to be being brought forward by other people of the faiths too. You know, it's interesting if you look about what's happening in Jerusalem right now and that as I've been recording these dates in the last week or so, there's been actual fighting happening on the venerated saints during holy days. And to me, that says that the energy behind the things that stopped us from getting to the heart of our traditions, whatever that is, is being shown. And so, if you would like to know more about the astrology of Jesus, I do highly recommend that you read the article <laughs> that I linked with this. And, you know, just for future reference, anytime you hear me talking about source, anytime you hear me talking about connecting to the highest harmonic, I just want you to know that that's something that also means connecting to your path 
to your own sacred source of connection, whatever that is. And so for people who are fans of Jesus, you know, the more clear you hear your soul, the more clear you're going to be able to recognize the truth and the teachings.